Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now sit back, please, and enjoy Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. by the Wizard of Weird. This is Strange Things with Joshua B. Warren. I am Joshua B. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the show, I'm going to play for you some amazing paranormal audio. And even if you've heard some of this before, you have not heard it presented this way. I think you will find this intriguing, to say the least. You know, in 1920, the great inventor Thomas Edison was asked in an interview with Scientific American to comment on the possibility of using his inventions to communicate with spirits. And he replied that if the spirits were only capable of subtle influences, a sensitive recording device would provide a better chance of spirit communication than the table tipping and the Ouija boards that mediums employed at the time. And he even said in a later article that he was trying to build such a device, but they say to this day there is no evidence that Edison ever succeeded. On the other hand, the rumor has always been around that he did, and somewhere out there is this holy grail of spirit communication machines. Who knows? I even wrote a screenplay for a movie about that concept one time many years ago. But people of such esteem as Thomas Edison talking about this obviously inspired lots of other researchers over the years as technology progressed, trying to figure out ways of breaching that gap. In fact, in 1959, a Swedish painter and film producer named Friedrich Jurgensen was recording bird songs near his house, and upon playing the tape later, he heard what he interpreted to be his dead father's voice and in the spirit of his deceased wife calling his name. And he went on to make several more recordings, including one that he said contained a message from his late mother. Well, that caught the attention of a researcher named Constantine Radiv, a Latvian psychologist. He was teaching at the university in Sweden there called Uppsala. And he was so intrigued with this, he met up with Jurgensen, and together they made over 100,000 recordings, which Constantine uh, uh, Radiv described as being communications with discarnate people. He even wrote a book about this called Breakthrough, an Amazing Experiment in Electronic Communication with the Dead. That came out in 1968. And it was Constantine Radiv who really popularized this term, electronic voice phenomenon, EVP, uh, which I'll get back to in a minute. But, you know, people continued taking work like what he was putting out there and trying to advance it and use it with more and more sophisticated machinery. And ultimately... You had people like, um, for example, George Meek of Franklin, North Carolina, who died in 1999, who was one of the pioneers of technology that was later adapted to things like Frank's Box and Spiritcom. And so there are all these spinoffs. But look, let's keep this simple. The basic idea here is that some paranormal force or entity can interact with or make an impression upon your recording equipment, right? That's the idea. And so 
you kind of limit yourself a little bit when you just talk about electronic voice phenomenon, EVP. And by the way, that's a tricky thing for people to discuss uh, with in a grammatically correct way, because EVP could be electronic voice phenomenon, which is singular, or phenomena, which is plural. But if you look up the definition of electronic voice phenomenon on Wikipedia, it says within ghost hunting and parapsychology, electronic voice phenomena EVP are sounds found on electronic recordings that are interpreted as spirit voices that have either been unintentionally recorded or intentionally requested and recorded. And it cites Constantine Radiv saying he popularized it in the 1970s and described EVP as typically brief, usually the length of a word or short phrase. Goes on to say, enthusiasts consider EVP to be a form of paranormal phenomenon often found in recordings with static or other background noise. Many scientists regard EVP as a form of auditory pareidolia, which is interpreting random sounds as voices in one's own language, and a pseudoscience promulgated by popular culture. Uh, okay, so... They, you know, they give you both sides of this, uh, this way of looking at things. If you actually go and you read some more about what Constantine Radiv said, he said that uh, as far as methods are concerned, he developed several different approaches. One was microphone voices. Uh, one simply leaves the tape recorder running with no one talking. And he indicated that one can even disconnect the microphone. Uh, next, radio voices. One records the white noise from a radio that is not tuned to any station. Last, diode voices. One records from what is essentially a crystal set not tuned to a station. And then when it comes to the EV characteristics that he pointed out, he said, number one, the voices of the entities speak very rapidly in a mixture of languages and sometimes as many as five or six in one sentence. Number two, they speak in a definite rhythm which seems forced on them. Three, the rhythmic mode imposes a shortened telegram-style phrase or sentence. And four, probably because of this, grammatical rules are frequently abandoned and neil neologisms abound. Neologism, that's a word, isn't it? So anyway, I think you get the idea of what he's saying. Now, look, I have made it known for many years that I am not a big EVP enthusiast. And trust me, in this show, we're going to go beyond EVP. But it's a good place to start. As we know, a circle can be measured beginning anywhere. And so I've always told people that I don't think that EVP is it makes the strongest case for contact with the other side because I, I think that when people conduct these types of recordings, they often have great intentions, but they overlook a lot of things and they make a lot of mistakes and they're way too optimistic about the results they're getting that. Uh, in fact, uh, I even got into a squabble on air on live radio with Art Bell about this because Art Bell found more value in EVP than I do. And that surprises people. I always tell people like, there's probably no point in you sending an EVP recording to me because there's not much I can do with it. Uh, and and I, I only pay attention to these types of recordings that basically I captured or that I, I, you know, I was present when it was captured. So I know what all the conditions were. That is to say that there are a lot of good intentioned researchers who may not realize that that microphone is picking up a lot more than the human ear can hear. Even if you don't have a microphone, there are signals that can be picked up coming from radio transmissions and maybe magnetic sources, all kinds of things, lightning bolts that could create a noise there. When you say, I'm telling you, there was no, no noise in the room. It was quiet. Or maybe somebody sets a recorder down and they leave the room and they go off to do something like, you know, use the bathroom. And they don't realize in the meantime that uh, something else has happened. A mouse 
<laughs> a mouse scampered through the room or an airplane flew over or you have somebody who may have come by uh, outside and you hear a, a murmuring or the wind blows uh, and many, many EVP are just created by people's stomach growling. And so it's very difficult to just listen to a recording and place into context exactly what was happening and, and its meaning and significance when you weren't there and you don't know about all the variables. So in this show, first, when we come back from our break, I am going to tell you, uh, and this is maybe a little bit technical, all right? I'm going to give you a little bit of a technical explanation for how I think that many of these legitimate EVP may indeed be captured, that, you know, this is based upon something that I've done in the lab and something that I have frequently demonstrated in front of live crowds of people. Um, and that will give you some insight into how to, to put a handle on how this could even work. You know, if we assume it's true, it, paranormal entities can speak and somehow, you know, the recorder gets it and you don't hear anything. I mean, I'm open to that possibility. So I'm going to tell you how that may technically function and then use that as a foundation for me to give you some stories about things I have personally captured, things where, you know, again, I was there, I know what the setup was, and I have no question about how the audio was captured, and I have some new enhancements for you as well that I've never played. So, uh, some of this may uh, may grate on your ears a little bit. You know how this stuff goes, this EVP-oriented stuff. But we're going to go far beyond EVP. That's why I'm not calling this EVP. This is not about the electronic voice phenomenon alone. This is about amazing paranormal audio recordings. You'll see what I mean by the end of this show. If you love amazing pictures, videos, and breaking content, be sure to sign up for my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. It takes two seconds, and you'll instantly receive a free digital good luck charm and instructions on how to cheaply make aura glasses at home that might allow you to see the other side. And on my website, take a look at the Curiosity Shop to find rare, amazing things you will not find anywhere else in the world. There is no period after the P in JoshuaPWarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. 
This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Want to meet like-minded people just like you? Go now to ParanormalDate.com. You're listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren on the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't forget you can listen to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, the Wizard of Weird. And imagine this, something I have demonstrated again and again for people, crowds over the years. You have two components. You have a small audio recorder. It could be digital, could use a tape, doesn't matter. And the audio recorder has a standard microphone plugged into it. All right, that's your recorder. Now, next to it, we have a boombox. You know, a stereo that's playing music. It has a headphone output jack. But instead of plugging a headphone into the jack, you plug in a large coil of wire. Now, this could be hundreds of feet or a thousand feet, depending on the size of the wire. So we have our recorder with the microphone. The boombox with a coil of wire plugged into the headphone output jack. And so now when you play music through the boombox, you cannot hear any music with your naked ears. And that's because no air is being resonated to create the vibrations that humans traditionally need to hear noise. Instead, however, that signal coming out of the boombox is being broadcast. It's being sent through the room. And if you take that microphone from that recorder and you hold it up to that coil a few inches away and you record for 10 seconds, you're not going to hear anything at all with your naked ears. It's a silent room. But then when you rewind it and play it, you can hear that music clear as a bell. This is an example of how it is possible for someone to be in a situation where they don't hear anything with their naked ears, but they record something. And when they play the recording back, they get some type of a strange paranormal sounding audio 
uh, recording or signal. And this may or may not apply to these various examples that I'm going to give you here, but it's just at least one practical thing to keep in mind. When you try to figure out, you know, the logic of how that some paranormal force or entity might be able to interact with or make an impression upon your recording equipment, if this thing is just some kind of an electromagnetic energy. So that said, um, even though I, I'm, I'm so quick to, to discount so many types of mistakes people make recording EVP, you know, around the late 1990s, uh, early 2000s, my team and I, the Lemur team, were doing a lot of investigations in Western North Carolina. And this is the area where I was born and raised. And one of the places we got to access was this big mansion, big fancy mansion around a hundred years old. And I, I don't want to tell you exactly what mansion that this is, but it's near the Grove Park Inn Resort and Spa, really upscale neighborhood. And this was built by a very powerful man. And back in the day, it was said that he also was a very abusive man behind closed doors, abusive to his wife, abusive to his servants. Um, but we got this amazing access to this place to do an investigation. And there is a lot of property around this place. There were security guards everywhere. And, um, there was like six or seven of us there, all guys. And the attic of this place was particularly spooky. Biggest attic I've ever been in in my life. All right. I was able to completely stand up. And I'm six foot two and, and walk around this attic with plenty of headroom. And so I, I assure you, uh, there's, there's no doubt that, um, this attic was a scene for some kind of dramatic scenarios. That, that'd be my, my, my feeling. Well, listen, what we did was we took about five or six of our cameras and we set them all up and, kind of a circular fashion in various places around the attic. And being in North Carolina, most of the guys were smokers. So we went outside for about 15 minutes to take a smoke break. When we came back in, we replayed our footage and we were all amazed because every single one of our cameras captured the recording that you are about to hear. Okay. Now this is the only sound that was captured in this attic throughout this 15 minute period and we were all guys and there was nobody else around and yet you can hear what very much sounds like the words of a woman screaming in agony and she says a man's name and then please stop please stop what do you think i'm gonna play the raw recording for you first and again, this may be a little rough on the ears, but this is the raw, untouched recording. No processing, no enhancement. It's seven seconds long. Here we go. All right. So now that you have heard that recording, now when this woman is screaming, please stop, what do you think she says? Before that. Now, mind you, this is a recording that is astounding to me because this is my own recording with my own team, my own buddies. We all get the same thing. I enhanced it. And for the first time, I'm going to I'm going to play this enhancement for you. And I'm going to play it twice. OK, here's the first time again. This is seven seconds. I've just taken some of the noise out. Are you ready? Listen very closely. Here it goes. All right, now I'm going to play that one more time for you. What do you think she's saying? Here we go. All right, so now I honestly, I have an opinion on what word that I think she's saying, but... I, 
I I don't want to say the word. I don't want to say the name because I'm trying to keep this property private. I don't want to violate anybody's rights. All right. And so if you, however, have an opinion about what the name is, feel free to email me. Contact at JoshuaPWarren.com. Contact at JoshuaPWarren.com. And I may or may not respond, but I will make a note of it. Because I'm just really interested in what people are are gleaning from that. Now, this to me is an example of a truly outstanding paranormal audio recording because I don't know whether or not we would have heard that with our naked ears if we'd been standing there in the attic because we weren't there. But this is some kind of a paranormal audio recording that I guess would qualify as part of EVP of electronic voice phenomena. But there have been other occasions when we've done investigations and we've gotten results where it seems like that instead of hearing the direct voice, there is an enormous impact on our equipment, which gives us audio feedback. For example, some of our EMF meters make this big sort of whining sound. They usually go like, that kind of thing, right? So we were investigating a castle in Asheville and a very haunted castle. We were in the basement. There was a whole group of us. We had a minister with us and he was speaking to the presumed spirit as we were taking measurements. And one of the rumors about the place was that there had been a murder and that the bodies were buried in the basement. And so the minister says in this dark, spooky basement as we're standing around with our equipment, the minister says, are you concerned that the bodies have a proper burial? And when he does that, I want you to listen to the sound that our primary electromagnetic field meter made. Now, this is, again, this is a device that's picking up electromagnetic energy, and you are going to hear it just get boom, 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 like pounded with some type of signal that we'd never, ever heard before. I mean, this is, to this day, this amazes me because I've been using these types of meters for almost 30 years. Never have I heard anything quite like this. This is the recording of the actual scene and the dialogue leading up to and afterward. This lasts one minute and 14 seconds. Here we go. Does it have something to do with what's buried here? Getting cold again. Yeah. Something is buried here, man. Yeah. Are you concerned that the bodies have a proper burial? Yep. Wow. Check that out of question, Bob. I think you win. Okay, so that's why they're still here. Proper All burial. Right. And I am freezing over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that meter make that. No, me either. No. I didn't know that meter could make uh, that sound. No. As long as we've been using those meters. Okay. So we have a proper we will, burial. We'll start to do what needs to be done. Somehow. Now, that was unmistakable, wasn't it? When that meter went boom, 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 right when he asked about whether or not the bodies deserve a proper burial. This is an example of some kind of audio feedback that we're getting that may indicate contact with a paranormal force or entity. But guess what? When we come back from this break, we are going to blur those lines because I went out into a cemetery with my buddy, Dean Worsing, who is an EVP instructor. And we went out there just to see if we could capture some ghostly voices in the graveyard. What ended up happening was so bizarre, was so uh, outside of the realm of our expectations that we're like, uh, what what happened here? Was this ghostly? Was this alien? But whatever happened, it was very well documented from a practical scientific point of view. I'll explain everything 
This could be a game changer, in my opinion. I'm serious. I think stuff like this could be a game changer. You'll hear it in a minute. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back after this. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. 
Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. And this segment is a bit tricky to explain. I will do my best. Hopefully, this will all make sense. Of course, my good buddy, Dean Worsing, has been, oh man, a great friend, a great researcher. I've known him for over 10 years. We've been on a lot of TV programs together. And he's the only person I know who is a bona fide EVP instructor at a college in Maryland. And in 2019, Dean came here to Las Vegas to visit me and... Understandably, he wanted to go out and do an EVP-type session. So I picked a big cemetery here in Las Vegas that has quite a history. And in order to make the most of this experiment, I said, okay, in addition to the numerous recorders we're going to have in the cemetery as we're trying to talk to spirits and get some response, I want to do something special. I want to take two identical audio recorders and have one that's just sitting outside. This was in the afternoon recording the ambient environment and take the other identical recorder and put it inside of a vacuum chamber where all the air is removed because in order for a vibration to pass through that makes you hear a sound, you know, to get to your ear, uh, it needs that medium of air. So theoretically, when you put a recorder inside of a vacuum, it should not pick up anything produced by traditional movement like wind or birds chirping or people talking. None of that stuff should make it through the vacuum. And if these two recorders are identical and they are synchronized, And later we overlay them and listen to both of them. Well, the possibilities are if we get something on the recorder that's outside the vacuum, but not inside the vacuum, then that would indicate the recorder is picking up something that's created by vibrations. Again, could be the wind, somebody walking around, a car in the distance, etc. Because... If you only get it on the one outside, but not the one inside, well, it's just a sound that's not penetrating the vacuum. However, if we get a sound on both of them, the one inside the vacuum and outside the vacuum, well, that tells us this is some kind of an electromagnetic signal because electromagnetic signals can penetrate the vacuum. So we'll know this is something that is more than just an air vibration. It's something we were able to get on the one outside and the one inside. The weirdest result, however, would be to get something on the one inside the vacuum and not outside the vacuum, because then that would indicate that some force or entity had specifically targeted the recording device in the vacuum and was interacting with it in some way that we don't really understand. So when we got to the cemetery, um, I took one of the recorders and just to sort of demonstrate the process I'm talking about here, if you take a recorder and you put it in a vacuum before you pump the air out and you're playing music, you can hear the music coming from the chamber and then you start pumping the air out and it gets quieter and quieter and quieter and then you can't even hear the music inside anymore. So this shows you that you've got a good seal. So what I did was I took the two identical recorders and I synchronized them. And uh, I was videotaped by uh, Dean and Lauren and I guess Ann and we that's his wife. And I want to play for you. First off, uh, me, this is audio from me being on camera describing what I'm doing as I'm setting all this up. So this audio is 42 seconds. Three, two, one. That's our reference point for all these. So now, I'm gonna stick this into the vacuum. According to D-Minder, the UV is three right now. 
where I have two identical audio recorders that are both synchronized. The only difference between them right now, as they are actively recording, is that one of them is inside a vacuum chamber, which I've pumped 15 times, and so no acoustic vibration should be able to affect this in any way. All right, so now you have a better idea of how I set all this up. I hope that you do. I hope that you're keeping up with this. So we did our whole day of recordings, and then... I took the recordings back to my office and I combined the two together. And I'm about to play for you what I got because I was astounded when I looked at the two recordings. The recording that was made from the device outside the vacuum had all kinds of noise on it, us talking and, you know, everything that was happening. The one inside the vacuum should just be silent. There should be nothing on it. And yet, and yet, there was stuff on the one in the vacuum and only the one in the vacuum. Big, wide bands, bursts of static. Boom, boom, boom. They were only hitting at very certain spots on the one that was in the vacuum. But again, not affecting the one outside the vacuum. So in this next audio clip I'm going to play for you, you are going to hear the combination, both the tracks. You will hear me explaining there in the cemetery what this experiment is about. And as soon as I start explaining what I'm hoping for, what kind of interaction that I want, you will hear from the recording in the vacuum, this big burst of energy that starts hitting. It's almost like as soon as I explain what I'm looking for, what I'm hoping will happen, the phenomenon starts kicking in. I explained it to the spirits or whatever, and then they go, oh, okay, now we know what this guy wants. He wants us to hit this thing in that vacuum, and you will hear how immediately responsive it is once I explain what the experiment is about. So this clip is 35 seconds. And again, this is me talking overlaid with what's happening at the same time in the vacuum. Listen to these hits that we start getting only on the vacuum sealed recorder. Well, if we get something on the one that's in the vacuum, but we don't get anything on the one that's outside the vacuum, that would lead me to believe something profound had occurred, that there was some type of an inexplicable force that had targeted the interior of the specific digital recorder and imprinted a message. On the other hand, if we get something on the one that's outside the vacuum but not inside, then that would show us that this is a purely acoustical phenomenon. Now, that's pretty weird, okay? And if you actually see these tracks on an audio editor, I mean, it's amazing because, again, there I've done this many, many times. There should not be anything on the recorder in the vacuum. And yet you can see how precisely this happens when I say, here's what we want. Boom, boom, boom. These big, wide bands of interference that you can see all up and down the entire track hit at just those points, as if I am getting a response. After that, Dean started actually speaking out to the spirits and asking questions, and now it seems that this method of communication has been established and so now you will continue hearing specific hits that we're getting on the recorder in the vacuum in response to certain questions that Dean asks. So this recording is 18 seconds. And here is what happened when Dean started asking questions and we listened to what was happening in the vacuum at the same time. Did you work in Las Vegas? What did you do for a living? 
Do you have a particular talent you'd like to tell us about? Now that, to me, is, this is mind-boggling. That (laughs) we seem to be communicating in some way with some intelligence there that is only targeting the one in the vacuum as if it's able to specifically pinpoint that recording. But here's the kicker. The, the kicker. Are you ready? There's, there's a big kicker to this. We went there in order to talk with spirits. But during that day, as we were making our recordings, and, and mind you, at the time, we didn't know what the vacuum was capturing. There was one point in the day when Dean said, Josh, Josh, Josh. And by the time I ran over there, it was gone. He saw a UFO shoot over top of us as we were doing this day of sessions in the cemetery. And he described it as being like a reflective silvery orb that just shot right overhead. So <laughs> now we say, uh, what were we capturing here? Were we getting feedback from, from spirits or feedback from UFOs? Um, okay. When we come back from this break, I'll tell you more about what I think about this result and how and why this may actually be some kind of a game changer when we dig into paranormal audio recording tech. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back after this. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? 
Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At ParanormalDate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here? Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands me. How so? Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go. Uh, okay. Guess that's not your cup of tea. Are you sure? Very. Good luck with that. I can't meet anyone when I'm out, and I really can't find a website for my unique interests. What is one to do? Have you thought about ParanormalDate.com? Para what dot what? Who are you? I'm a paranormal matchmaker, and it's ParanormalDate.com. It's a website for people looking for people like them. Stuff you like, remember? Interesting. Uh, I'll give it a try. Well, let's try this again. Uh, hi, I'm Tom. Hey, I'm Deb. Your profile on ParanormalDate.com looked very interesting. So you really saw a UFO? Well, yeah. It was so intense, but not as intense as meeting you. You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it. Wow, this ParanormalDate.com thing really works. Maybe ParanormalDate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So if you're looking for that special someone... With an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and, of course, the paranormal. Come to the dating site inspired by George Norrie. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. ParanormalDate.com. You are not alone. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren on the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't forget, you can listen to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. And when you do an experiment like the one that I did with Dean in 2019, and you scratch your head, people say, Well, what what's the explanation? What happened there, Joshua? And the truth is, I don't really know. Uh, I have found that, indeed, if you stick with the paranormal investigation world long enough, you'll find that ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, psychic phenomena, interdimensional things, they all relate. Like I said, you can measure a circle beginning anywhere, as Charles Ford said. Distinguishing cause and effect, boy, that's difficult. When you're looking into the invisible realms, the invisible world, you know, I have a, uh, a big supporter, big fan of this show who is an adamant investigator. And he emailed me the other day and basically said, I've been playing some of these paranormal tones that you've had on the show. 
And uh, I do that when I'm out looking for UFOs. And recently something news happened. Now, as I've been doing these UFO watches and playing these tones, well, now I have poltergeist activity happening at my house at the same time. I hear things knocking on the door and thumping around and objects moving. What's going on? And I said, well, this is all experimental. The point is you're stirring up the energy environment when you play these things, when you do these things. And so uh, I understand why the people come to me and they say, what's the explanation? But you see, I talk about things because they're mysteries, because I don't know. I'm an expert on what we don't know. <laughs> I'm not some guru who's here to give you the answers to everything. I'm here to explore and present questions and say, this is weird. This is strange because we don't know. The moment we know, it's sort of out of my category. It's out of my area of specialty anymore. You know, I'm always looking at things that we we don't know. Yes, I can come up with ideas and theories, but I believe that there is some connection between UFOs and ghosts, and we captured some element of that when we were doing our experiment there in the cemetery. Um, and whatever was there was intelligent because it was targeting the device in the vacuum and making it very clear to us that that was a response, a, a, a timely response to the questions that were being asked. So now that I've given you some more information about sort of my approach to EVP and paranormal audio, you see the practical approach that I take. And even though I say, like, I'm not the right guy to send EVP to for analysis because I have to. I have to make sure that, you know, I'm, I give valuable input. And I, you know, if you give me some sound that you captured, I don't know what the circumstances were and the context were, but Dean Worsing would sure like to hear it. So if you have some EVP or some strange audio that you would like to get to Dean Worsing, I'll make this real easy for you. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P, scroll down to the bottom. You'll find my email address there. And if you send me an email that's got some ghostly or paranormal audio in it, it just in the subject line, just put Dean Worsing. First name D-E-A-N, last name W-A-R-S-I-N-G, Dean Worsing. And I'll just forward that on to Dean. And if Dean finds it interesting, then he will get in touch with you and you will be in touch with the best qualified man for the job. Speaking of emails, I have a really interesting one that I want to read to you. Before I do that, however, I want to point out something. Uh, a lot of times people, uh, they listen to this show and then later on they go back and they try to find a particular show. They're like, oh, what's the show where you talked about this or that? And they can't find it. And the reason is when I record these shows, I write up what I feel is a very descriptive title for the show. And then I send that off to producers and everybody. And uh, by the time it gets posted, uh, rarely does it have my full description in there. And so in order to make this easier for you, I'm going to start posting my descriptions of each episode at strangethingsshow.com. So, like, for example, I got an email from a guy who said, uh, I'd like to hear the one that you did about alien who, people who have the alien blood type or alien DNA. Which one was it? I can't tell. Well, if you go to strangethingshow.com, you'll be able to tell which episode that was in. So that will help you if you want to go back and, and research things. So mark that down as a programming note that strangethingshow.com, when you scroll down there, We'll have a list of episodes and my description, which will make it easier for you to find some of the things that I talk about. So anyway, here is a really cool email that I got from a man, and I have his whole name and all that stuff, but uh, this is such a personal thing that I'm sure he'd be fine with me giving his name out, but uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll keep it private. Um, you know, speaking of strange audio you know I, I tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this i've been playing all this paranormal stuff for you that's kind of creepy and spooky 
in some ways, eerie. Um, and yet recently I've been playing this tone that I call the good fortune tone. Uh, it's 20 seconds during the last segment of this show. And it's a tone taken from the golden ratio, the golden mean. And I have just been really, uh, actually I have been surprised by the incredible amount of positive feedback I've been getting from people all over the world telling me about like how much their lives have improved and all these cool things that have happened since they started listening to this tone. So listen to this one uh, that I got. Uh, the man says, I enjoy it when you bring images to life with noise, but I must admit that the good luck noise is abrasive to my ears, but it worked. I started listening to your podcast about three weeks ago, and for Christmas morning, my wife gave me a present with two positive pregnancy tests. After two years of trying to conceive, we finally did it. And maybe it was a coincidence, but we happened to get pregnant around the same time. I heard you start playing the good luck tone, food for thought, stay weird. <laughs> well, thank you for that message, sir. And again, I could give your name out, but uh, that that's such a personal thing. I don't think I will. But uh, at the end of this segment, I'll go ahead and I'll play it for you again. The 22nd good fortune tone since I'm getting such an amazing amount of positive feedback. Uh, before I do that, however, hey, how about a creepy story that has to do with spirits interacting with things? This was sent to me by a woman uh, who is, uh, well, she was a police officer. I'm not sure if she still is. Her name is Joan Rudzinski, police officer in 2006, anyway, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She wrote, I'm a single mom, and one night I worked until 11.30 p.m. By the time I got home and let the puppy out and made my way upstairs, it was about midnight. I passed by my son's bedroom and stopped to peek in and blow him a kiss while he's sleeping. I've done the same thing every night for 17 years. I had two home phones in my house, one in my bedroom and one in the kitchen, though we also both have cell phones. Well, this particular night, as I passed my son's room, I heard his cell phone ring. I listened for a minute. He didn't answer and it stopped. I didn't think anything more of it and went to bed. The next morning, I was having coffee when my son came downstairs getting ready to leave for school, and he asked, Mom, did you call me last night? I said no, but I did explain that I had heard his phone ring. He showed me his phone, which said that our home phone had called him at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's from a police officer in Philadelphia, Joan Rudzinski. Seemed like something from the other side was calling the house. And I have been sent even some voicemails from people who believe that a loved one is leaving a message from the other side. That stuff can be uh, inspirational or it can be, I don't know, disturbing. But that's one of my favorite ghostly stories that's been sent to me from a listener. I'll, uh, I'll read more of those types of stories to you on upcoming podcasts. So, all right, my friends, remember when you listen to the good fortune tone, if you can do it, if you're not driving or whatever, just close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. Think about what you're, you're hearing, feel it resonate within you. And let's see if over the next seven days, your world stays positive because so far, all the feedback I've been getting has been nothing but positivity. It's a great experiment. Let's keep this tulpa going, shall we? <laughs> all right. Here you go.
That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. You've been listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. For shows like this and others, please make sure to tune in to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. 